Let's uh, get stuck in now to uh, the sport, and there's plenty of it about this week. Lots of talking points, including the new Olympics sports. But let's begin uh, with the rugby, and we've talked about it a fair bit over the last 48 hours, haven't we, Glenn? But what are your main takeaways, especially looking forward from those quarterfinals? Morning. Well, good, yes, good morning, Catherine. Kia ora, everybody. And look, um, yeah, I, I think the tournament came alive at the weekend. I mean, we've been waiting for uh, a while after a really long and drawn-out uh, pool play process at the Rugby World Cup, but uh, I think not only did we get a cracking game, which we've reflected on a lot, haven't we, between New Zealand and Ireland, but I actually think all the all four quarterfinals were excellent. Uh, they had yeah, All four of them had great drama. Uh, I've got to be honest, I thought the South Africa-France game actually eclipsed the New Zealand-Ireland game in terms of drama and tightness right at the end and scintillating rugby by both teams. So I think the, the sport was showcased excellently, actually, over the weekend. Catherine, it was wonderful. Uh, look, it certainly was, and just looking forward, one of the uh, things to be grateful for out of that all-black victory was the sign of a real strategy, a real game plan, and one that was tailored to their opposition. It's what's felt like it's been missing a bit over the last couple of years. They've got to, yeah, maybe they've been. Yeah, they've got to get another one together back, for Argentina, they? who can't be underestimated. It would be an upset, but upsets have happened. That's right. Well, we've lost to Argentina twice in recent years, haven't we? Once in Australia during the COVID years and then once in New Zealand last year. So uh, I don't think Argentina will be underestimated by this New Zealand team. But um, uh, and Argentina themselves, have, you know, they, they've been put through uh, some pretty stressful situations as well, particularly in that game against Wales where they came they came home nicely in that match. Um, uh, so, look, yes, I don't think the All Blacks will underestimate anyone. I think they'll be driven. In fact, they've already spoken of being most motivated by their losses to Argentina in recent years. So I think we're going to get another a very good performance. We should get another very good performance um, by the All Blacks again this, this weekend. I think it's Saturday morning, isn't it? Let's look forward to it. Now the Olympics. Great day for squash, in particular flag football. You're going to have to explain that to me in a little bit more detail. Yes. I've got a rough idea of it. I think of the kids' tag um, sport. What yep. do they call that? Where you grab the tag off? Um, Rapper rugby. Yes, I'm, I'm Ripper Rugby, that's right. I'm not sure what flag football is. Lacrosse is in there, softball and baseball. Uh, and interesting for cricket, I take it it's the 2020 format that will be at the Olympics, is it, Glenn? That's correct, yes, and there's going to be women's and men's tournaments, so a big day for cricket. And in fact, um, cricket is a massive sport, as we know, I mean, largely due to the large following in Asia of, of cricket in India and Pakistan and Bangladesh, Afghanistan. We know those countries have massive populations. So I think it was just a matter of time before cricket was added to, to the Olympic Games. And now that the T20 format is certainly well embedded in our psyches and, and sport um, now, it, it's, it's actually perfectly um, an Olympic sport. So, of course, the, the IOC will be great greatly uh, attracted to the fact that there'll be a lot more money uh, for them coming <laughs> from sports rights, from television rights holders all over Asia in particular for uh, cricket. So I think that is a, a really cool addition for the sport for the Olympic Games. Squash has tried many times in the past, Catherine, to get into the Olympic Games. It finally has achieved it. Uh, unfortunately, though, it might just... Um, Stop Paul Cole and, and, and Joel King. I mean, they're going to be... Joel King's going to be 40 by the time 2028 uh, rolling around. It's you know, debatable, I guess, whether she'll be still playing at that time. And Paul Cole will be 36. So, you know, it might prolong their careers, but uh, we'll see what sort of shape they're in. Look, it'll in inspire another generation as well, another set of goals to aim for. Well, exactly. Inter interestingly, these are almost all team sports apart from squash. And, and that's an interesting move. Um, obviously, you know, at some point, 
you're going to move away from Greco-Roman wrestling and so forth. It's the classic sports, I hope, never go. The marathon should never go for obvious reasons. But um, it's interesting trying to bring in sports that are of interest to new generations. And so one wonders about the uh, indoor rock climbing, say, or the parkour or yeah. the skateboarding. Um, a lot well, of team sports, sports well, this coming is the inter- in. Yeah, this is the interesting thing with this announcement in particular, Catherine. No one, no sport has been axed other than breakdancing, as far as I can tell, uh, from the Olympic program. So the Olympic program's expanding again for 2028. So, but you're right, yes. Yeah, so more athletes are going to be at the Olympics in 2028 than ever before. Uh, lacrosse, of course, is not a new sport. It's been around a long, long time. That's basically uh, hockey with, uh, uh, with, with the players carrying sticks with nets on them, and they, they throw the ball to to each other, catch it in their net on the end of their stick and then try and score goals. Flag football, I'll, I'll briefly explain that for you. Yes, very similar to Ripper Rugby in terms of, uh, it's a, it's that version of, of American football. So it's fairly similar to American football. There's no tackle in it. And each player is wearing a little flag on their hip and to be tackled, uh, you know, in inverted uh, quote marks, uh, you have to pull the flag out of the, the person's hip. So, and that's where the play stops and, and play carries on from there. So uh, interesting that the Olympics are going down rather more traditional, uh, older sports here rather than the newer sports, which I think they're probably thought with, with the sports you just mentioned, like rock climbing and, and speed climbing and other forms of skateboarding, BMX, that their newer sports are probably, um, they've well, added those they, in the past and now they've just added those, back to their um, tradition. They mm. perhaps don't have those big uh, TV viewers, viewing deals lined up. You're wondering if a little bit of this is about just trying to get more eyes on the on the, on the the prize, so to speak. Now let's just uh, stay with the cricket. What an extraordinary match, uh, Afghanistan over England. You, uh, you're just left wondering, I mean I haven't seen, have I seen Afghanistan play? Yes, I did see them play in one of the earlier rounds, but you just think, how did that happen? Um, and did they bat first to Afghanistan and run up, run up a decent total? Yeah, that was a really amazing result, wasn't it? I uh, that absolutely. When I woke up that uh, that day and, and heard that score, I thought, what the heck has happened there as well? Um, I'm, I was in completely uh, bamboozled by that score. Uh, let's have a look here. I'm just uh, diving back into I my think, old um, list here. Yes, think- uh, England... England, uh, let's have a look here. Uh, I think geez, Afghanistan course, oh, there it, is. it put up a pretty decent is. total, 280-something, right? 284, and they dismissed England for 215. So for, uh, Afghanistan won by 69 runs. So, yeah, that was a major shock. And I guess England in particular have been going pretty well in, in cricket over the last four to five years across all formats and just see them lose to Afghanistan uh, and then ha- of course they were hammered, absolutely thrashed by New Zealand, our, our team at the start of the tournament as well, uh, so I don't quite know what's going on with England at the moment um, Afghanistan of course has been rumoured to have, uh, have some good players in their team without maybe having a complete team in there, but it's still a major surprise to see England, they have I think been hampered Catherine by not having Ben Stokes in their team, he's been out with a hip injury for the tournament so far, hasn't played, so I think he's been a big miss for for them and I think uh, they, they might turn into a better team once he returns. Yeah you shouldn't be dependent on one player though and, and, and remember that was always the confidence game with uh, with England wasn't it before um, um, what's his actual name? Ben Stokes. Before McCullum yeah. turned up actually so I was thinking and uh, they'd had a bit of a horror run it was the self-belief stuff but uh, they seem to be back some, for some old habits. How are the Black Caps playing? Three from three they'll take, but how are they performing? There was, um, was it a warm-up match or the first match, that enormous win over, over England? 
Yeah, that was actually the first the match. First match. And, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, they've gone great. I think the last time we spoke, actually, I think the signs, that was just before the tournament started, I said the signs were actually looking really good, that New Zealand might uh, might actually uh, be, compete quite strongly at this tournament. And so it's turned out, three wins from three matches. Though, you know, with Afghanistan to play tomorrow in their next match, they still have a lot of ga- big games against the big nations to come. They haven't played South Africa or India just yet. They're unbeaten as well. Uh, and, uh, of course, haven't played the Aussies, who are struggling a little bit as well in this tournament. So uh, hopefully New Zealand will, will get the wake-up call from Afghanistan's win over England to roll out a, a good performance against them tomorrow night. Now, uh, Williamson's back, four. but what's happened with his yeah. thumb? Oh, I don't know if you saw this, but he was running, uh, trying to complete a run, and he had his left hand on the bat trying to kind of slide it in, and the ball bounced, hit the ground as it got thrown in from the outfield and smacked him on his thumb, and it broke his thumb. Oh, wow. It was a freakish injury, and if uh, so that's going to rule him out of the next two to three matches. And uh, it might have a silver lining, of course, as well, with, of course, I'm just coming back from his ACL reconstruction as well uh, to give that a bit more time to rest up. So, um, yeah, he's going through a bit of a rotten, uh, rotten trot at the moment. Two freakish injuries, and hopefully he'll, uh, when he comes back from his broken thumb, he'll think, "All my bad luck is behind me, Catherine. I can go on and and, and make the um, stay in the Black Caps for five more years and go to the Olympic Games in 2028. How yeah, good would that, that be? That, that's our uh, that's our uh, cricket uh, that's how cricket works. But but what, if anyone's got the attitude to do it, it'll be him. Now uh, I just heard from our correspondent earlier that they're uh, renaming the stadium in Invercargill the Robin Broughton Stadium for this Thursday's nice. Test match, and I hope that's an nice. inspiration for the Silver Ferns because they need some, right? Well, exactly. And actually, I'll go a step further. They should rename that stadium permanently to the Robin Broughton Stadium. That's a great uh, honour for her. Uh, Robin Broughton, of course, uh, uh, one of the legendary coaches from Southland Netball, coached the Southern Sting and Steeled a countless New Zealand titles, uh, passed away recently. So that's a great touch. But yes, uh, New Zealand, they just seem to be going through a, a period at the moment where they're not able to be competitive uh, against the top teams at the moment. Australia have won the two first Constellation Cup matches, the two of four, quite comfortably, 10 goals and nine goals. Uh, New Zealand really haven't looked like uh, winning either of those two matches, Catherine. Uh, so yeah, it's. Uh, I think we're in one of these cycles at the moment where the Ferns are not able to uh, produce the quality players that their rivals have got at the moment. Uh, so I think it could be a bit of a, 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 a well, not a quiet couple of years for the Silver Ferns, but it could be a tough couple of years coming up for them as they uh, try and get a team more competitive coming up over, um, you know, maybe towards the next Commonwealth Games in, in 2026. Now, to the league, uh, International League, back in Auckland this weekend. Yes, there's a triple header at Ian Park. Um, there's a game between New Zealand and uh, Tonga in Women's Rugby League, and then the New Zealand men's team plays Samoa uh, in, the, in their first match of the Pacific Championship, which started last weekend. Australia beat uh, Samoa over in Townsville quite comfortably. New Zealand have their first match against Samoa on Saturday night. Uh, and the Kiwi Ferns have actually already started this, their international season. They played their first game against Australia, losing 16-10 last weekend. Um, so uh, it's exciting to have International Rugby League. My uh, Surprisingly, though, perhaps a little surprisingly, uh, maybe this is down to a bit of league fatigue, given the success of the Warriors in 2023. My understanding is, Catherine, that ticket sales are a little sluggish for this triple header at Eden Park this weekend, which is a bit, bit of a shame because... 
we saw a real hype around, particularly in Auckland last year when Samoa made the World Cup final. Uh, there were just people, from, you know, dragging Samoan flags off the back of their cars. They were everywhere in Auckland last year, and there were big festivals for Samoan League supporters all through Auckland last year. So I was hoping that that vibe might be recreated again this year with their team playing in Auckland, but it seems like that might not be the case, which is a bit bit of a shame. But nonetheless, the Kiwis have got a new captain, James Fisher-Harris, from who originally, originally from Northland. Rawini, he's way up in the far north. He's the Kiwis captain. Proudest punch to lead our team out into battle against Samoa on Saturday. So uh, nonetheless, if, uh, league fans, I'm sure, will be treated to three excellent games coming up at Eden Park on Saturday. Very good. And as you say, getting to another crunch point in the rugby as well. They don't want to slip up here having uh, performed the All Blacks uh, so brilliantly oh, in yeah. that... Uh, in Look, it's going to be final. a New Zealand-South Africa final, isn't it? I well, mean, uh, it would be a major surprise if New Zealand don't beat um, uh, Argentina and, and South Africa don't beat England, Yeah, let's see what happens. Uh, and as we said, great to see a team plan. We're looking forward to seeing one that is team-specific. That'll tell a lot about uh, how well they're going to cope with that final if they, if they do get through. Glenn, thanks so much. Glenn Lama.